Welcome to Nicole's Hen House. I'm on a mission to help deconstructing believers draw closer to the Trinity. I'm here to help the ones who are ready to run and still feel alone. In this house, we cry about it, talk to Yahweh about it, and then we get up. I'm cheering for you, babes. Repentance is not a once and done thing. Repentance is the continual practice of taking autonomy over your faith walk and coming back into alignment with the Trinity. In this episode, we unpacked all the th- details for repentance. All right, tonight's subject is repentance. Um, I know this is an awkward subject. It oftentimes can make you feel uncomfortable. Um, when most people hear the word repentance, they think about their conversion experience and then a guilt conscience is triggered. Um, and so when we experience guilt, we also experience condemnation. And so we just shut down and don't function. So then we just stay like, don't look at me. Um, but there's also some like legitimate cultural reasons why we don't engage in repentance. Um, Oftentimes when we think of repentance, we think, um, oh, well, you're just judging me, or um, I'm perfect the way I am, or Jesus paid for this on the cross, so it's done. And while that's true, uh, the blood of Jesus does cover sin, um, this is a continual process of sanctification. And I realize now saying that sanctification is probably a foundation message that we all need to go over. Um, But let's just stay in the train of repentance, okay? Um, Repentance does not have to be this big scary thing. Repentance is just the process of coming back into alignment with your purpose. And um, to do that, there's some give and take, okay? So like, we love the blood of Jesus and everything it allows us to do. But we take advantage of that, okay? And so the way to step back into alignment and to step back into purpose is through repentance. And this happens all the time. Uh, The scriptures say, therefore, there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. And so that's true. So if we believe that scripture and we believe that we're called to um, repent and that we can also be sanctified and be as Jesus is and do the things Jesus did, then this doesn't have to be a painful process. Um, and you guys like repentance is part of the process. Okay. So like, just because you have to engage in repentance, that doesn't mean that you're less qualified or less called to walk in your purpose. Uh, it just means like, Hey, like didn't nail the landing today. Let's start over. Um, Yeah, so I'm going to talk about a recent experience that I had with repentance, and hopefully this will give you guys some leverage of like, okay, I think I can do this. Like, I think this that there's fruit in this. So, um, gosh, there's so many things to repent for. Um, And I'm not saying that in a false humility kind of way. I'm telling you this in an honest way. Um, So lately... um, Well, let's take October because that was a fun month. Um, 
freak week, end of the election cycle, Mercury was in full grade, full retrograde. Um, a whole lot. We're going through a whole lot. So, uh, I got on the dating apps in October, and one of the dudes I was talking to, super charming, uh, he sent me this music, and he was like, hey, I think you should listen to this. I think you'll like it. Dug it. Like, it was awesome. Uh, upon listening to said music, I realized, like, it woke up both of my kids. My kids had nightmares for a week. The entire time I listened to this music, um, my kids had nightmares. I didn't have nightmares, but they did. And then I looked up the musician, and I realized, oh, he's a cult leader. Like, they worship a false god. Um... All of these songs are worship songs to this deity, and um, this is not kosher. So, like, it hit me then of like, oh, I need to repent for this, because now I've brought this worship music for a false god into my home, and it's disturbing the sleep of my children. So, here I am, like, two sleep-deprived toddlers, worship music to a false god. Didn't nail that landing, okay? Like, 100% did not. So... When I realized what was going on and what I'd done, because I wasn't familiar with this artist, so I bought the entire iTunes catalog of this artist. Vet your sources. Um, it was time to repent. And so this wasn't a painful thing for me. It was just like an awakening of like coming back into alignment because the Lord promises us wholeness. And, um... That was my moment where it's like, okay, I've recognized the sin that I have not only like caused my family, but I'm stepping out of alignment of heaven because it's not the will of God that this worship music that worships a false deity is in my house. So here's the repentance prayer. Like, Lord, I repent for playing this music in my house. I ask for your forgiveness and for the blood of Jesus to wash over this. That was it. It's not painful, painful, it's not condemning, it's recognizing what my sin pattern was, and then coming back into alignment and into agreement with heaven. That's all repentance is. It's like the process of coming back into your purpose. Um, so let's go over this from top to bottom, shall we? Again, there's a biblical mandate for this. Most of the time when we hear this, it's at our conversion experience, and it's not met with guilt. Uh, and this is why, like, we end up seeing so many flaky believers because they're operating out of a guilt conscience, not a whole love conscience. And repentance and guiltful remorse are not the same thing. We're going to talk about that in just a second. But let's go over what repentance is. Okay. Um, repentance is the act, or repentance um, is the action of repenting to feel or express regret or deep-seated remorse. The Greek word for this is metanoia, which is to review one's actions um, and then return to the absolute surrender, return to absolute surrender to of Yahweh. Um, there's over a hundred references, biblical references for uh, repentance, and we're not going to go over all of them tonight. Tonight will be more scripture heavy than usual. Um, but there's, like, if you don't believe me, please go believe the Bible. When in doubt, 
fact check, cross-reference me with the ESV. Um, I mean, if you have another translation, that's fine. If you are using an NIV, you're missing a lot of words. So I encourage you to find a stronger, um, a stronger translation. Um, okay. Absolute surrender means we give up our free will to co-create with the Trinity, okay? This doesn't mean we're not going to do good and beautiful things. I think the reason people are afraid to surrender to Yahweh is because we're afraid that he's going to take away our treasures and the things that are most precious to us. Um, and like, we're not going to get to have any fun because if you look at the traditional way the gospel is presented, it's like, turn away from your sin, bad things you enjoy, to participate in this stoic controlled religion. And that's actually not the testimony of the gospel at all. What is the testimony of the gospel is Yah has a plan for you to co-create with you. And... You can't do that if you're still trying to have your way. So you can either co-create with the Trinity or you can have your way. One of these is better than the other, okay? But you get to decide where you fit in that. But if co-creating with the Trinity and staying in unison with heaven is part of your ideals for your life, then repentance is part of the process. Okay. Um, let's just start off with this. Remorse and a guilt conscience is not repentance. It is not. I don't care how many times someone tells you they're sorry. If there is no fruit and there is no genuine changed behavior, then what you have seen is a guilt conscience. You have not seen changed behavior. You have seen remorse, but you have not seen a turning from bad behavior and changing ways. You've just seen a guilt conscience. Um, here's why this is important to identify. If you are in an unhealthy or unsafe situation and someone tells you they're sorry but they don't change, you quit believing they're sorry and you go find a solution out. Um, words are words, action is action. And so, as we're about to read, the fruit of repentance is changed behavior. Uh, let's go to 2 Corinthians 7.10. For godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation with, without regret, whereas worldly grief produces death. Um, staying in my second marriage because I was grief-stricken was soul-sucking. I thought I was going to die. Um, watching bad behavior after bad behavior after bad behavior was wrecking me. It was wrecking our family. It would have wrecked my kids. Um, but the Lord is merciful and we're out. But grief and a guilt conscience are not the signs of repentance. The sign of repentance Godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret. The fruit of repentance is that you're walking in salvation and you don't miss it. 
you don't miss what you gave them. So like when I said these prayers of repentance for this music that I listened to, I don't miss it. I don't, I mean like he was cool, but I don't miss his music in my house. I don't miss my kids not sleeping. Um, it, it, you know, I don't miss that. I What I like doing is staying in unity and in synchronicity with the Trinity. That's what I like. I don't miss it. So, um, if you are experiencing guilt or you're experiencing like a shift in conscience, identify what you feel those things for and then repent, audibly confess your sin to our creator. He will meet you with mercy and love um, and then turn away from it. Now, if this is a deep rooted sin, pattern in your life, it might take some practice turning away from it. And this might be a process of repentance. This might be a continual daily half hour thing until you've mastered it. But it's still part of your process and it's still going to be your victory at the end. Okay. Repentance is not condemning. Now it, there are points in our life when we are called like our sin can convict us to tears. Um, and sometimes we might have to weep over our sin. It's not damning, okay? It's not condemning. It's not damning. It's not going to keep you out of alignment forever. But you must repent, okay? Um, we are going to go to Ezekiel 14.6. God, I lost a candle. It's smelling. Okay. Ezekiel 14, 6. Therefore, say to the house of Israel, Thus says the Lord God, Repent and turn away from your idols and turn away your faces from all your abominations. For anyone in the house of Israel or the stranger or of the strangers who sojourn in Israel who separates himself from me, taking his idols into his heart and putting a, putting a stumbling block of his iniquity before his face, and yet comes to a prophet to consult with me through him, I, the Lord, will answer him myself, and I will set my, my face against that man, and I will make him a sign and a byword, and cut him off from the midst of my people, and you shall know that I am the Lord. Now, because in our culture, we aren't familiar with seeing good Christians and good believers and people walking in power, we don't see exile like this often. Um, but here's how you can tell in your own life. Are you bearing fruit? Are you walking in peace? Are you walking in loving kindness? Are you walking in assurance? Are you walking in purpose? Are you doing what you were put on this earth to do? Or are you just living frivolously to placate whatever feeling you're having at the moment? If you are new to the show, you might not know that we were on food stamps in 2018. Being on food stamps can be an overwhelming experience. To help listeners who might be starting a journey on food stamps or for listeners who just don't feel like doing their own grocery list, I have released my free food stamp guide. This is a free download available on the site to help women and families who are on food stamps learn the skill of how to make meals last and also for reader listeners who just don't want to do food prep. So go to the site, nicolesenhouse.com and click on the free guide at the top of the page.
It's okay. You can feel uncomfortable for a minute. Just sit with it. <clears throat> I want you to do something. I want you to take this verse. For anyone of the house of Israel or of the strangers who sojourn in Israel who separates himself from me, taking, let's replace this word idol, taking his own way into his heart and putting the stumbling block of iniquity before his face, and yet comes to a prophet to consult me through him, I the Lord will answer him myself. So let's replace the word idol here with myself. Taking his own ideas into his heart and putting the stumbling block of his iniquity before his face. When you when you put your own self and your own desires in your own way in front of what the Lord has instructed you to, you will be cut off from the will of God. Like this is a fact of the matter. Um, I'm not like I'm not being mean at you. I'm just like explaining to you how this works. There's some pretty key building blocks and structures of our faith and so we need to understand how they work and when you put your way or your thing over your purpose then you are in sin okay and how do you correct that you repent and you turn away from it so the lord can restore blessing and purpose back to you you are either bearing good fruit or you're not the purpose of repentance is always to stay in alignment with the Father. Our, birth, our birthright is to walk with the Trinity. Um, but you cannot do this without repentance. This is part of the process. Um, again, it doesn't have to be condemning. This can just be part of your daily practice. Like you brush your teeth, you repent. Um, and we will do this until we have reached a level of consciousness and um, consciousness, free will, and autonomy over things that tie us to this earth. Like we're going to continue to repent until we're in like a 5D world. Okay, like that is possible. Um, but this is just going to be part of our daily practice until we're living in full measure of our purpose. Um, let's look at Luke 3, 7. He said, therefore, to the crowd that came, to, that came out to be baptized to him, you brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the wrath to come, bear fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children for Abraham even now. The axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. It is the calling on your life to practice repentance. So you don't stay stale like these Pharisees. If you keep teaching and you keep operating out of your old behavior patterns, you will be cut off from the will of God because you chose to. You chose to put whatever sin you have allowed into your life to take root. Now, I can't tell you what your sin patterns are. I'm not you and I'm not the Holy Spirit. That's not my job. My job is to tell you that repentance doesn't have to be painful. Repentance is just part of the practice. 
how to identify sin. Um, I realize now in doing this teaching as I was preparing for it that really before repentance we probably should have talked about sin. So next week we'll talk about sin. This week we're going to talk about repentance and then we'll tie them all together next week. So how to identify sin and when repentance is required. One, your conscience. How does it feel? Your conscience is like the thing that connects your mind and your spirit. Okay. <laughs> so how does your conscience feel? Does it feel like it's trying to constantly justify itself for bad behavior? Does your conscience feel like, uh, this is okay, but not great? Does your conscience feel like this is a good choice or a bad choice? Whatever thing is popping up that violates your conscience or you feel like this would, this takes me out of alignment, that's sin. So identify it. And right now you could be in a good place and nothing is jumping out at you. If nothing is jumping out at you, please don't search for it. Just rest in where you are. But when something does pop up, take advantage of this opportunity to come back into alignment. Um, are you con are you consistently seeing a string of bad events? <laughs> like, are you consistently having bad results with the same thing? Like, let's say the Lord told you not to date. So you've like gone on a series of seven really bad dates. Okay, no, stop. Uh, stop dating. Like, just just quit. Um, maybe the Lord wants you to have a different bedtime routine with your kids because the one you're doing isn't working. Get out of your way, repent, and then go do what the Lord told you to do with your kids. Um, maybe you needed to, like, pick some different software for work and you were like, no, this one's cheaper. Mm, nope. Don't do that. Do what the Lord is telling you to do because there is fruit in that. Um, do you keep getting burned by the same friends? Do you keep, like, like, do they keep dissing you? Do they keep, like, running over you? Do you keep having bad luck with these people? Eliminate them from your life. Do these people keep leading you to bad behaviors? Do you always lose money when you're around these people? Um, whatever the string of bad events is, recognize that the root of that, um, is probably something that needs repentance like and also like you need to work on some coping skills so you can figure out why you are consistently in a bad behavior pattern so how to identify when you need to repent one your conscience how does it feel two do you have a consistently unfortunate string of events i.e. bad fruit um, after you recognize those things I repent. Hebrews 6 1. Repentance is the sign of maturity. Toddlers will look at, I mean, like you all know the tattletale game or, um, you know, the toddler game of, well, yeah, but they were doing something worse. Yes, okay, so maybe your sister did try to pull out your hair, but that's not a reason to take her toys. This is still sin. Likewise, refusing to repent is toddler behavior. Well, what they're doing is worse, but isn't that bad? Stop it. Be an adult. Be mature with your faith. 
take autonomy over your faith and quit placating and trying to justify your bad behavior. Hebrews 6.1 Therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity, laying not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God and of instructions. Not doing this is elementary. Okay? Um, six, six. I'm just going to read this whole thing because it's too good not to miss. It's wordy, but y'all camp out with me for a minute. Therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God and of instruction about washings, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permit, permits, for it is impossible in the case of of those who once have been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, who have shared in the Holy Spirit, and have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the age to come, and then have fallen away to restore them again to repentance, since they are crucifying once again the Son of God to their own harm and holding him up to contempt. You guys, it is unjust to continue walking in sin. It is immature to continue walking in sin and not repenting from it. Um, you have the power to do what Jesus called you to do. And you do that by taking autonomy over your faith and turning away from bad behavior, from bad sin patterns. Now, some of these sin patterns are deeply rooted. They are deeply rooted in your heart. And it is going to take a lot of reckoning and personal responsibility to get out of it. Very few people are willing to do that. But you, my friends, can. It is a narrow road to have righteousness added to you. It is your choice of whether or not you engage in that. But it is maturity that can bring you to it. Maturity that is un... Maturity is like grace. It it's limitless how much can be bestowed how much can be bestowed upon you okay so how do you do this how do you repent you confess and turn away you get rid of these things so in my case um well in both cases got rid of my husband and like with the music i just quit playing it i deleted it off my itunes and i deleted it off my computer like, literally got rid of those things. Um, if you have had false idol, like false gods in your house, remove those things from your house. Um, if you are trying to, like, overcome an addiction, take that thing out of your house. If you're trying to recover from an ex that you're hung up on, go throw that stuff away. Go burn those love notes. I will bring you a lighter. <laughs> Whatever thing you need to repent from, Confess that to the king and then go do the behaviors that reflect that repentance. Otherwise, all you've got is a guilty conscience. So be mature, recognize, identify, um, and then confess. Now, here's the beauty. Here's the gold. This is the tea. All of this allows you to walk in your purpose. 
all of it. Like, the beauty of this is that you get to fulfill the promise that God has over your life, which is to walk in your purpose, to do what Jesus did. We're going to go to the Old Testament for this. Deuteronomy 30, verse 3. Um, and Deuteronomy 30 is probably one of my favorite book chapters in the Bible. Top 20 at least. Okay. Um, Deuteronomy 30 verse 3. And then the Lord your God will restore your fortunes and have mercy on you. And he will gather you again from all the peoples where the Lord your God has scattered you. Um... In Deuteronomy 35, and the Lord your God will bring you into the land that your fathers possessed, that you may possess it. And he will make you more prosperous and numerous than your fathers. This was a verse I prayed over myself and my kids after he left. And a lot of repentance on my behalf. Like, yes, he grieved our family and he sinned against my kids and my and our marriage. But what I had to repent for were the things that landed me in that spot to begin with. So this is a very personal message. Like, I'm not telling you that these things because I haven't done it. I'm telling you these things because I have. Um, last week we talked about idolatry and, like, how marriage was an idol over my life. This is the, un like, the rewiring process. It started with repentance, like, okay, you're 30. How did you end up with two marriages and two kids before you're 30? Like, yo, girlfriend, you have to repent. But the promise of that is this. Then the Lord your God will restore your fortunes and have mercy on you, and he will gather you again from all the peoples where the Lord your God has scattered you. Again. We will never, ever, ever run out of agains with the king. Not ever. So if repentance scares you because you feel like it's judgmental, it's not. It's an opportunity to again have your fortunes, i.e. your purpose, restored to you. It is an opportunity to again come back into alignment with the Trinity. I want to read you guys the verse, and this is what we're going to close with. Genesis one twenty eight. Well, hang on. You know, the sin of Adam and Eve made physics a thing. It made the laws of nature become our laws. But that was not the original, that was not the intention original creation. That was not the intention Yahweh made us with. We were created to walk with him in the Garden of Eden and always have dominion over earth. And so as you repent and come back into line with these things, the same promise and the same purpose of Adam's creation is still ours. Like that is what Jesus came to do, is to restore the promise of Adam. Adam is the first Adam. Jesus is the second Adam. If we're co-heirs with Jesus, then the promise of Adam is still is ours as well. So let's read what that is, okay? 
Genesis 128. And God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves. And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of the earth, and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. And God saw everything he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning the sixth day. Um... Okay, I'm going to stop there. Yeah, okay. I'm going to stop there. I could go longer. Um, yeah, we'll save the rest of this for next week. Um, next week, we're going to talk about sin. Um repentance is kind of pointless if you can't recognize sin patterns but you guys this doesn't have to be a condemning thing this can just be you recognizing something that is not in alignment with the kingdom and coming back into it all right so let's do communion that's one thing i have decided i want to start doing with you guys um i want to start doing communion with y'all with y'all so we're going to do two prayers if you are in the gaggle um you can download the PDF if you're not in the gaggle. Um, it's going to be available on the website, the prayer guide. And then um, I think I'm going to put these message notes and a flow chart. Um, it'll be up next week. So go to Nicole'sHenHouse.com, click on podcast, um, repentance. The podcast will be there as well as the notes, and I'll make a flow chart. For you guys. Alright, so here's our communion prayer. Um, I'm going to do two prayers. I'm going to do the fresh start prayer and then our communion prayer. Um, come Holy Spirit, fill our hearts and kindle them in the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. Lord, thank you for your body. That was broken for us. Thank you for the blood of the new covenant. Jesus, you have died, you have risen, and you will come again. Thank you for meeting with us and allowing us to co-create with you. You are a good king. We love you. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to Nicole's Hen House. It is a great value to me to have your ears tuned to the variety of guests on our show. If you found this content insightful, I would greatly appreciate a review on any listening platform. To contact Nicole's Hen House, visit the site, nicoleshenhouse.com, or you can find me on Instagram at Nicole's Hen House. As always, cheering for you 